Hello everybody, it's me, Lindsay Rogers. Welcome to episode number 27 of Anything Else to Add podcast with uh, Lindsay Rogers. I do welcome you guys, and uh, without further ado, uh, let's talk about some things and also TV shows, shall we? (laughs) Alright, first of all, let's talk about something. So, apparently... um, Let's talk about gaming. I know I've mentioned gaming in the last uh, episode, but I do also want to talk about some Call of Duty stuff. I guess I found out from the Call of Duty League that there, the next um, game is going, the next thing's going, next event's going down is, I guess, sometime later on this year, this month. Um, that is, um, I think it's the, uh, Pro-Am Classic that's going down. Um, um, anyway. Um, <laughs> bro, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> uh. anyway, hey, um. Apparently, there has been teams announced for the, um, the, uh, Program Classic, and, uh, let me go over it. So, on Group A, you have Atlantic Phase, Seattle Surge, Toronto Ultra, uh, and Strike X. Group B, you have Optic Texas, uh, Florida Mutineers, Minnesota Roker, and then I guess the Toronto Ultra Academy EU. I'm like, really, guys? Ooh. Uh, Group C, you have the Royal Ravens, LA Thieves, New York Subliners, and then Team War. And Group D, you have Boston Breach, LA Gorillas, Paris Legion, and I guess the Toronto Ultra Academy North America. I'm like, bruh. Okay, Toronto Ultra, stop, st- st- stop stealing this stealing tribe game shtick, okay? Hey, first of all, anybody who steals that off, they should get a beating for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I find it so weird, but it is what's going on. So, So yeah, I guess Toronto Ultras have, has, I guess some kind of academy, <laughs> where I guess those those they get better at the, uh, I guess the, uh, 
at the at Call of Duty. <laughs> now those who now of course they have are announcing who is going to be on commentary uh, with the pairs. There's um. The cast appears will be um Miles Ross us uh Thomas Chance Ace Ashworth a court <laughs> the cast appeared too is the uh, none other than the duel themselves Clint Maven Evans and Joseph Merrick Delusa. Cast of three pairs is Lando <laughs> Landon Lando Sanders there's and Jeremy Study Astico Caster Pair Four is Alan Bryce and Chris Tun and the, for the desk analysis you have uh Lovell Vel Velvy Cardwell uh Anthony Nameless Wheeler Alyssa Ali Katz Parker and the stage host is by is uh Josiah Flatberry. I hope I said it all right. <laughs> anyway, the um top prize is is the following because it's a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar pool. First place gets a hundred thousand. Second place gets fifty thousand. If you're in third or fourth, you'll get twenty five thousand. And fifth, all the way to eighth, you get twelve thousand twelve point five k, meaning twelve thousand five hundred dollars. There's. Oh, <laughs> hilarious. Bruh. <laughs> I'd agree with that, bruh. <laughs> anyway, I was look sorry, I'm a little side distracted because what happened was Yesterday was, uh, what is dumbest on the internet is Star Wars Day. And what happened was, uh, they had a, f somehow they had a, uh, photo of, uh, Kenny, of uh, the LA Thieves. <laughs> they call him Kylo Kid. <laughs> like, bruh. Oh, uh, good grief. It's, I don't know if it's some kind of troll or not. But anyway, um, my thoughts about this is... Uh, I don't know if there's any changes going on. Especially with... Um, I mean, there are some, like, already, like, 
the subliners have near subliners, but the the only person I don't know if there's gonna be any changes within the L.A. Thieves because of it, but uh, I mean they announced it by then, but they haven't. So you know, so yeah. It's kind of crazy to hear about this, but, you know, we are talking about somebody, a, some, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> okay, I just should have talked about this as soon as I got information about this, but holy crap. Alright, let's talk about something. So, if you guys don't know, Face Clan has their, uh, Face One um, how do I say it? Their face one, uh, competition. However, and I do mean this, however, face clan straight up must lead everybody. If you guys didn't know, they were promised a contract at with G Fuel. However, it was been revealed that, uh, face clan ends up parting ways with uh, with, uh, G Fuel, and instead goes with Ghost Energy. I mean, straight up, right away, a, you, you, you broke, something tells me this is not right. Because, first of all, you promised there's the winner who would win phase clan be the one phase phase one would get a contract with G Fuel. And then he decided to severe ties with them and replace with ghost energy. You know, if anybody who's in this competition, they should quit immediately and protest. Because this is goes against everything. And that's and also I also have something to say to a good YouTuber, well, and Twitch streamer, and guy who's been grinding for them, Merck Anthony. Merck, even though I'm glad that you got yourself a G Fuel Energy drink for your ink that you wanted, and now hoping for a can, but I think it's time for the time to end the Face Clan grind, because. Face betrayed you, man. And I don't know why, but this is very much disappointing. And then they switch over to another energy company? Nah. Uh Uh-uh. I'm just sorry, but this is ridiculous. I wouldn't go touch Ghost uh, because this is a joke. Because <coughs> nobody knows about them, um, except for, I don't know, some. I wouldn't touch that. Uh, and the reason why I'm saying that is because out of every energy out there, why is it so obvious that I could see terrible energy drinks that does not have a label than G Fuel does? You know Why? Because, let me say something, G Fuel would care to anybody. Because the reason why is they had a warning label. 
Alright? There are other energy drinks out there don't have the warning label for those who have high blood pressure. They shouldn't be drinking this. And so are heart issues as well. And alright, straight away, G Face Clan just, I don't know, screwed everything. So, I'm just saying to everybody out there, please do not fall for this, alright? Face Clan went, done something out of the, went and blow everything out, out there. And plus, on top of that, that's totally misleading. I mean, I know, oh, I'll say this, that, you know, it's not even contract binding, but I feel like it should have been. That means straight away, a FaZe Clan just really disappointed everything. And you know what? I'm just glad I just, I'm just glad that I didn't do this because it would be ridiculous. All right. I, and as for Mark Anthony, you know, one of these days, Ace, you'll be finding a new place to call home. And it's not with FaZe Clan. Because I'm very much disappointed in about what happened. And I know most of you guys will probably be very much upset with me. But they promised you guys Ace, that a winner would have when get a cut get a $250,000 contract with G Fuel, which apparently they just cut them, dropped them, you know? And I'm sorry, but if anybody who's in this, they should just back out. And anybody who's supporting FaZe Clan, yeah, you have to back out because they mislead everybody. Hey, hey. It's because, especially because they said and and then advertised that a winner would receive G would have a G fuel contract, not Ghost Energy, and I think that I think that's I think that should be fair enough to say that that could you know land into legal trouble. Well, you know. I'm not going to say that, but I think if you bring this up with, um, I think TikTok start, or let me do my research <laughs> quickly. I think I'm going to say this, but I think there's one lawyer, TikTok lawyer who may could help out, out, out understand that is lawyer Mike, uh, <laughs> Mandel, who in his TikTok account is, uh, lulled by Mike. I think because he did specify, uh, a, a false advertisement and that actually deal with an energy drink, Red Bull, where the commercial you see, Red Bull gives you wings, that's not even true. And apparently it ended up being false advertisement thing. Somebody sue Red Bull for a lot of money. And, uh... <laughs> anyway, it turns out that, uh... According to what Mike said about the Red Bull situation, was the guy took... This guy who sued Red Bull... Uh, took... 
double quarter because, you know, it's supposed to give you a lot of energy. You know, Red Bull gives you wings, but it turns out it was misleading, and apparently Red Bull settled out of court with $13 million. <laughs> so, anyway, I think this should apply for misleading advertising and also the bait-and-switch of cutting off G Fuel and replacing it with Ghost Energy. I'm sorry, but it's really... It's just really bad enough that face Clan should be ashamed of themselves. I know that there are probably some other lawyers on TikTok who are also verified that somehow I also follow would end up agreeing with me since, uh, I don't know. Oh, how to say this? <laughs> it's really bad. Okay, I guess I should talk about this. I'm sorry if you guys can hear me. Oh my god, I sound awful. Um, I want to address the uh situation here. I just watched uh PewDiePie's latest video. It's called "It Finally Happened." It's a vlog where he is, in fact. Ended up finally moving to Japan with his wife, Marcia, and their two pugs, Maya and Edgar. Now, if you guys didn't know, Felix and Marcia was supposed to move about two years ago. But since the pandemic had shook its core, or it took them two years to wait. And as of May 1st, uh, Felix is and Marcia are now citizens of Japan. And, and I highly recommend you guys go watch the video. I'm just telling you, as what since the video had just came out, oh, um, so yes, um, they just left. F no longer being British citizens, now they're Japanese citizens. Um, and I know most of you guys are going to say, why would Felix do that? Well, to understand, um, he had spoken about moving to Japan, uh, I think a long time ago. Oh, I think. I don't know how long it was ago, but I think it was more than a couple of years ago. Anyway, um, and of course there are some YouTubers that actually Felix kind of know. Specifically, Joey the Anime Man and his girlfriend, Aki Dearest. Um, I mean, there are some others as well, but, um... Those are the only two I know of. I mean, there's also Rena Scully, who is who's been still who is still been living in Japan, um, due to the fact that she moved. If uh, I don't know for what other reasons, but she um ended up up moving with her husband and her well now late cat Peanut. And uh, the reason why I say her like cat because what happened was uh, Peanut 
uh, suddenly had passed away, I think about more than a couple of weeks ago. Um, so yeah, I mean, if Felix needs help in case something bad happens to both of his, uh, pugs, his and Marcia's pugs, I mean, they can speak to Rena about it. Uh, I know it's hard to understand, but yeah, so what happened was, the, so, um, yeah, so as of May 1st, Felix and Marcia are now, uh, uh, citizens of Japan, and, and, uh, I don't know where they're at, so there's no way that, uh, you know, uh, go and finding where they're at, um, be respectful, I mean, understand that, <laughs> at, you know, I find it really funny. I mean, the YouTubers like Jacksepticeye and Tommy Innit decided to both move to Brighton. And, and then all of a sudden, then PewDiePie moves to Japan. <laughs> I don't know if Tommy Innit is a fan of PewDiePie, but now I'm pretty sure he's bummed out if, if he is. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, Jacksepticeye is in Brighton with his girlfriend. Um, I think PJ, he's also still lives in, out in Brighton as well. So, yeah. I know there's a lot of other YouTubers who are still living in the United Kingdom. But, as what I'm just trying to say is, uh, PewDiePie and Marcia are now both living out in Japan. And... I know most of you guys are wanting my thoughts about this. It's really a good thing for him. And I think because this is what he was going to do. Because even though he is the largest YouTuber, and I think he still is getting a lot of subscribers for this. Um, but yeah. So, um, that's what I am letting you guys know about. Um, also, besides that, um, besides, um, that, uh, <laughs> um, there, um, so yeah, I can say much as, as I could. I mean, it's very crazy that for somebody who wants to do that. So, as long as he makes more vi- as I don't know if he will be gaming or making videos anytime soon. But for one thing for sure, I think he's right now very much happy. He moved. Oof. So. Anyway. So, I guess that's much about it. Okay. Alright, so I want to tell you guys something. Um... First of all, about the phase one and situation. Even though I was so mad about that, well, guess what? I did not, even though it nearly almost came to be even fruition, that the phase one should have been canceled. But 
in fact, is actually postponed because most of the people who are involved into the, I should say, most of the those who are trying to become phase one and had caught the coof. Oof. So I was like, bruh. Bruh. I was like, why did this happen? But it's been revealed uh, that um, it first started off with uh, the favorite Fred, Fred for Face Clan, and um, um, that I think Drama looks Keemstar kind of liked. Um, let me see here. Just want to make sure, because I know Keemstar is, like, a fan of this guy. <coughs> anyway. It's been reported on the Drama Alert or, uh, website. Um, I know... Um, anyway. Let me read the article that it says from, from it. Uh, here we go. Uh, yeah, so here's the article from Drama Alert, and this was posted out by, um, post this up, Anthony Fujiwara, uh, and it says here, because especially because it also deal with, uh, one of King's favorite guys named Potter. Anyway. According to the article on the Drama Alert website, dramaalert.com, this year, FaZe Clan forced to postpone Phase 1. FaZe Clan and their newest show, The Warehouse, has been, been one of the many innovative steps to the East, the eSports organization has taken to the, elevate their content to new heights. The Duke group, the show, revolves around a core group compromise of the Phase 1 finalists, Phase Clan members, and recurring guests who are friends of the brand. However, <coughs> with the most recent events, Phase Clan has been forced to pause the show and Phase 1 due to a shocking wave of positive COOF test results. Initially, when the results were brought to light, Face Clan had made the decision to disqualify Potter, a finalist for known as underwater trick shots. And I think Keemstar highly praised this dude. Dude. This instantly griped the hearts of thousands as they started to voice their outrage at the organization for maintaining a show must go on. <laughs> <coughs> mentality anyway apparently they show a um they show a tweet from Potter on, on Twitter he says y'all got me trending bro I appreciate every each and every one of you for the never ending support remember everything happens for a reason I and know that great things can come from horrible situations. 
Love you all so much. And apparently he got trending on Twitter. Now he posted this on uh, May 9th. Anyway, behind the scenes, however, the issues weren't the response of the audience. Instead, it was the fact that the positive test results didn't just start and ends with Potter. Following the disqualification of Potter, two more creators had tested positive well. This led Face Clan to make the decision they would replace in three, the three creators who could no longer compete with the alternatives that was slept before the show had begun. On. Which shares in her, a, which they shared tweet. Says, due to unfortunate circumstances, Reversa, uh, Lorenzo, uh, and Legend 6K are unable to join us at Phase 1 and, and Warehouse. The three do all deserve their spots in the top 20, and we hope to see them soon. Sending in as alters, please welcome Kin G, Impact G, and future Frost Stops to the show. This results in communities of the creators voicing further outrage and disaster over the face treatment of the situation. In order to give the community a large understanding, FaceMute took to Twitter to provide context and ease the public by stating, To everyone who says re- to, says reschedule the whole Phase 1 show, I know how frustrating it is to see your favorite creators be DQ or something they can't control. But assuming because of contract sponsors, production crew, etc., they can't. The show must go on. My praise to the contestants, to everyone who made it to the top 20. Trust me, it, there's more opportunities down the road for all of them. No one face, they would see what everyone is talking about and I want and what the people want. I think backlashing isn't going to help through. Oh. But moving forward, I hope no one else catches. Well, too late about that, buddy. <laughs> Following the announcement of the substitute our contestants on May 10th, they announced that they had come to a new decision. And this is here, an update on the Phase 1 and the warehouse. We just got word that another contestant tested positive for the coof. And with that news, we decided to hold production and pause our phase one live stream. We have taken extensive safety measures throughout this competition and to the health and safety of the cast and crew remain our top priority. The integrity of this, this competition is also of paramount importance to us and when we are able to safely resume all 22 contestants, really, we'll have the opportunity to participate. Bruh. <coughs> Thank you for everyone who tuned in and supporting Phase 1. We'll be back with an update soon. Oh, boy. The response is since... N- Nothing short of positive. However, this begs the question on whether the competition will continue. 
than you. Sadly, as a current, that question still lies unanswered. However, we will keep you updated after any development arises. So, in other words, Face Clan wants the whole alt of this. But the awkward part is I don't know. Anyway, I'm reading some reactions to this. Um Anyway, classify who is currently uh <coughs> works for Mr. Beast. Um Uh, had this to say hey, about what Face Clan's decision is. W or decision. So happy for those dreams are back to reality. Somebody responded to him and says, only took Twitter put him, them on blast. Another user says, legit, besides the internet going wild, it was honest their only option. Closer Within touch and proximity, another contestant, and and that person was close to everyone else in a warehouse. Only it would be a matter of time till none remained. Phase Apex tweeted in, and responding to the Twitter account says, "Big W, excited to see everyone, and who got Koof back in, as well as the people who didn't get even step foot inside. Let's go." Uh, someone responded to him saying, Great decision, brother. Proud of hard you guys worked to make th things still possible during all this time. It most definitely did not go unnoticed that you guys worked your hearts off to make sure everyone was safe during this. Thanks, Flea responded, says, 22 contestants. Let's go. Somebody says, Yes, sir. <laughs> Um, Faith Kaylee responded to this, and she says, love this. Can't wait to see all of them return healthy and have a fair shot at this. Hope the best for everyone testing positive, which she responded with two emojis as well. Uh, I'm reading some others, including... Oh, and, uh, of course, uh, Potter, there, one of the phase one finalists says, thank you, with a heart emoji and hand prayers emoji. So. <coughs> Apparently, even Phase Foxy responded, says, W Phase F Coof. <laughs> I'm like, okay, dude. Uh, heck, even Face Scope responded, the right call, looking forward to seeing everyone healthy. So, apparently, I guess what it is, is right now, Face Clan says that they're hoping, and now they're including the two, they ended up accidentally announcing to be that was supposed to replace some of the contestants, but oh boy, <laughs> well they done this one good. I so yeah, they had to make the ultimate choice, 
I guess. So. So I would have to say that is it good or is it not good? Well, still, it's sort of good, but not really good. And the reason why I'm saying this is I still feel like you still mislead the fans. And since you decided to drop G-Fuel for Ghost Energy, which I don't... I don't know if I can trust any other energy drink. And the reason why I'm saying this is because you don't know what is the outcome of it. it. Um, the reason why I'm saying this is not just, uh, FaZe Clan, but another, uh, esports team called, uh, e- Eastern Media. Uh, I'll refer to them as that. Things, um, they dropped G Fuel for another their energy drink. And the reason why I'm saying this is I'm very angry and upset because without realizing, I don't know if they have done research at all. And it's like the biggest mistake like, for anybody. And it's, But the reason why I am calling out at least FaZe Clan about this is because you promised the winner to have a contract (coughs) with G Fuel, not with Ghost Energy, you know? In fact, that's much, I would say, misleading in a way. And for those who are wanting to have a G Fuel contract that could end up being more money, one of them I was hoping to see is Mark Anthony. But since Face, because he wanted to be part of Face Clan. But then all of a sudden, the G Fuel drop, them dropping G Fuel for Ghost, it's bad. And the other thing is right now, I wish I had an esports team aim, aim to bring his butt in to, you know, to make all this kind of content and, and surrounded him. And, you know, and it just makes me feel sad and sorry for him that he gets shafted like that. You know what I'm saying? And then, I know there's some others as well, but the reason why I'm mostly trying to drag out Face Clan is because them jumping, them dropping and then jumping to another is the weakest thing ever. So, yeah. Um, and plus, and the reason why I can't trust any other energy companies because I never, first of all, I never see them unless I would have, unless they were in, well, mostly I would say is either if you're in 7 Eleven or Wawa, uh, even though, uh, I did try the, um, some of the, uh, Mountain Dew energy drink that was being sold at, uh, what was it, uh, Taco Bell. It was the, even though it was weird at Taco Bell, but when I got the can for it, 
And when I got it off at Seven uh, Eleven, it it felt different. I mean, didn't felt less sodium, but more energized. But you know, it's just too weird to say the least. I mean, I don't know because Mountain Dew energy drinks are so weird. I mean, it's just supposed to feel like what you're drinking Mountain Dew, but you also get his burst of energy. I mean, don't ask me why or how, but... And then, of course, there's some others. Uh, well, you know, uh, what, I know most of you guys say, why do you prefer G Fuel any over any other energy drink? Well, it's because G Fuel has these labels that, you know, that tells you that gives you a warning if you have heart issues. I don't see that in others, I'm pretty sure. And the other thing is, well, I don't know how to put this, but I may put this into a YouTube video or something about this. And, uh, yeah. So, anyway, hey. And that's the reason. I mean, because mostly you have flavors that you have, have already been released, you know? And then what? You're just... Dropping it? It's, like, really hurtful and confusing. And it's not just that. I mean, don't get me wrong, but I know that people are going to get mad at me for speaking about this. But, I mean, there's a lot of people, especially within starting, at least going through the pro wrestling community. <coughs> are really taken in of G Fuel. I mean, namelessly Kip Sabian and is I think is the partner with them. So is um uh what is her name? Jesse McCray of McKay McCray wait, let me make sure 'cause I'm talking about one half of the of the of the tag team known as the Inspirations. The only thing I can remember is her. Yeah, Jesse McKay, so I'm thinking her name off of my head. Hmm? Really? Wait, she retired? The wait. Hold up, they both retired? Oh no, how that happen? Oh, my head hurts. Wait. What caused them to retire? Really? Huh.
That's weird. I feel sad what's going on. I mean, I just... Wondering what's going on. I mean, I had found out that Jessie's look just got sunk with G Fuel, and of course she's doing th photos with uh, Matt Cardona's wife. Huh. Okay, you know what? I have to go on to somewhere else. Even though I am, you know, it's crazy enough as it is. But, you know. Crazy. <laughs> okay, I wanted to throw this in here for a moment. But, um, I want to talk to you guys about... <laughs> LA Thieves player Kenny. <laughs> Excuse me. Stupid head cold. Anyway, um the reason why I'm saying this is I nearly want to laugh my butt off. But what happened was it was revealed that just actually right now is Kenny had a bad fall. Oh, yeah, apparently like, apparently he just posted on Twitter or he said, listen, I had a crazy leg day at the gym today, and my food got delivered to our next-door neighbor. On my way out, my legs decided to give up on me. Hey. Oof. And apparently he responded to some, uh, but what happened was, is from the way of the video goes, is what happened was, <laughs> um... <laughs> Kenny just walked right out and he just tripped and fall and all fall until he got up. I don't know if that happened or because I don't know if you realize there's like a, a like a, just a small step and maybe he missed that but oh boy. <laughs> Oh, and Kenny just also tagged in uh, HP for Gamers, which is a guy named, I guess a Twitter user from a guy named Dr. Who. <coughs> <coughs> and apparently his clients and, and noble clients, including 100 Thieves and FaZe Clan, and since uh, 
considering you could say that, uh, you could say that, uh, Kenny is somewhat part of a hundred thieves since he is, since he is a pro player for them, for the Call of Duty League LA Thieves. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. I can't believe he fell like that. After he got shoes for him and his girl. Well. So apparently <laughs> he fought right on the f He does like literally fall and he hurt himself. Oof. The only thing I just say, be careful, Kenny, next time, homie. <laughs> and also Jake's <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? Oh boy. Okay, I guess right now I know I haven't must spoke out for a while, but I'm on the road of recovery from being sick. But I do want to talk about a little bit about TikTok. In specifically, there is a lot of TikTok uh, accounts that I follow, even though TikTok stopped making me unfollow anybody or stopped suspending anybody, but. Let me explain. Hey, um, there's some TikTok accounts I like to look at, and one particular is a Turkish chef goes by known under his TikTok handle CZN Burak, otherwise known as Burak Osmir is his real name. Sorry, um, he's 28 years old. Oh, he's a Turkish chef and a restauranter. Or, and his place, his restaurant is called CZN Barak, which is one in Turkey and the other, somewhere in Turkey, and the other one is in Dubai. I. <coughs> anyway, uh. Anyway, he in in his uh videos he makes large foods. It's that probably is being sold at it at his restaurant. Um, and while he smiles, and actually, even though sometimes the uh, sometimes the translation into English it says uh about whatever he's cooking. And and I don't know if it's really translated right in eight. So please don't get mad at me if you are Turkish. Um, please let me know. I think it is in Turkish. He says, um, if if you ever read this, um, he says season season farkiara diet burger server mis. Thin in, 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 
And it's translated to, what do you think this movie should be called with the CC and difference? I don't know if that's what he mean by a, I don't know if that's what translated to, but, um, and that's just one of his, uh, posts. Actually, it's posted on both, and actually, he also have a huge following on, uh, Instagram, which I didn't know, um, which actually he made a, it looks like a huge burger, or, um, He made it like a huge burger with uh, burgers, hot dogs, dogs, and other kinds of meat. <laughs> anyway, he does this, as you know. Anyway, if that's not the only thing, I mean, he also have. He he visits the sick kids. He visits those who have special needs. Um, he has some celebrities come to his restaurant, like um, that was the boxer, Khalib. Yeah, Kalib Kalib Numagorov, the Russian mixed uh, martial artist. Which, by the way, guys, please don't get mad at me. Even thinking, oh, he's for the for the, uh, Russia, but I don't think he is. Despite he was born in that country. E. Anyway, yeah, um, anyway, um, anyway, now, recently, I saw some posts on his, uh, TikTok, which is probably also circulating on, um, his Instagram account. which is really crazy, of him being in the hospital. And when I went to search through this, and for some reason... <coughs> Excuse me. For some reason... um, I get to... Uh, I get on to his... I had to search on... Uh, Online and apparently it says here that in this Wikipedia page that in the it says here in May twenty twenty two pray for Burak post has been circulated on social media. Osmia was rumored to have been suffering from a brain tumor. Just due to the fact that on Instagram, Osmia shared a photo of himself on a hospital bed stating that he went for a minor checkup, looking gaunt. The rumor of having him, him, the rumor of him having a tumor has not been verified by any sources close to Osmia nor himself. 
<coughs> in other words, um, nobody, I, I don't know if it's true. Apparently, wait, there's, there's an article says from, oh, hello, never mind. The article from a website called The Islamic Information All About Islam um, just posted, the writer posted this, um, her name, Han, Hanya Hassan, who's in... And the article says, Cezanne Burak is not suffering from brain tumors. Chef confirms. Yeah, it's already reading in my language. <laughs> um, it says, the article says here, famous Turkish chef Burzak Özmir, also known as Cezanne Burak, hospitalized but was not diagnosed with a brain tumor. The chef had complained about illness and southern weight loss for quite some time, which he had to admit to the hospital. He had posted an image of himself being in the hospital on his social media, which shook his fans after learning the heartbreaking news. His fans from over the world has been praying for him to recover soon from the illness. However, there was a rumor about this, but it says here, Cezian Barak confirmed he's not suffering from brain tumor. And it's, and this is a quote from him. It says here, I guess since they kind of probably translated this to English, Hello, everyone. Thank you very much for your good wishes. There's no bad situation. Please do, don't pay attention to baseless news and post. Thank you. I'm glad to have you. The most beautiful bond is love. Love. <coughs> born, and it says here about him, it says, born March 24th, 1980. Born March twenty fourth, nineteen ninety four, which is twenty eight, twenty eight years old. Uh, Burak Osmir is Czian Burak, or his real name Burak. I guess is. I guess since because of the website, I don't know something else. <laughs> and it says here Hete Yaladig. Junk village is where he's from. Um, it says here his restaurant chain is called Hadimiyadin Theater. So fresh. Not going to his website. Um, by doing cooking shows on the social media platforms. <laughs> oh, jeez. Smiley Bay became. Well known as an internet celebrity, this episode features dish from both Arabian and Antillean cuisines, and he's always smiling. He opened a kebab shop together with his father, the owner of a taxa company, Hate Minyer Lokensai in Asari, Turkey. This restaurant chain grew rapidly. 
within a few years. On social media, Barack Ozdemir became famous for his food videos. <coughs> okay, and it says here, Instagram has attached a large... He has on Instagram... Yeah, because the translation needs to be worked on and some proofreading. On Instagram, he has tracked a large following. It's cooking videos. You just saw him never looking away from the camera. Restaurant includes, which I know it's Cece and Bullerack, uh, Tassim, Accessory, Itala, Dubai, and Qatar. Hmm. Okay, so this actually kind of clears up that he's not sick because on his Instagram account, um, he is really, um, he's really right now is in London. Probably opening up, an, probably going to probably open up another restaurant there. That would be funny if he does. <laughs> Okay, so let me go form uh many men to tell and his girlfriend to help to keep his best friend uh KSI away from him for a while if that happens. <coughs> so anyway <coughs> <coughs> So yeah, um, <laughs> anyway, he has been posting a lot of things, and I do highly recommend to follow him to see what he's been up to in his journeys, but the one thing for sure is I'm just glad that he's I guess you can see he's not does not have a brain tumor, but the one thing for short is I think he may have an eat <coughs> I don't want to say it, but he may have an eating disorder. I don't know why I think about that, but I don't I feel like maybe because the sudden weight loss is probably because of it. And maybe the reason why he's in London because he's probably getting help. I hope. Otherwise, you know, be crazy if he does. I mean, after all, he looks like he's in top. Sh <coughs> I wouldn't say in in fit shape, but. But, um, you know, he's, like, almost look like he's healthy. But, anyway, um, you know, he m makes a lot of videos and stuff. And, actually, he posts even photos of him as a kid. Anyway, he's 
a really nice guy, I would say. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And believe me, he, I would say this, not only because he, he also meet, I guess, other kids too, but he meets, but he meets a lot of people, a lot of friends and stuff, crazy as can be. Mostly he visit kids, it's those who have special needs, but he does make a lot of good food and stuff. <laughs> Oh, he's also on hooray, he's also on you on Twitter. Oh Diet <laughs> <laughs> with the C C and difference Jeez <laughs> You know He's really cool. Anyway. <laughs> so, I want to tell you this funny, funny, sunny situation I just found out. Um, so, anyway, um, <laughs> let's talk about the uh, gamer boy known as Dr. Lupo. So you guys don't know about him. He's a tw uh, former Twitch streamer who now streams on YouTube. Anyway, he's a happily a married man, and and wife is is so good that uh, his that uh, Sam, aka Mrs. This Lupo, <laughs> and they have a son named Charlie. Hey, ooh, he's such a stinker. Or, <laughs> I always say that about kids because usually they are like being little stinkers because, you know, they're like their parent at least. <laughs> anyway, I found out that yes, sometime yesterday, uh, I guess Lupo was trying to test the waters on Twitch. It's where he said something kind of inappropriate and in just chat at usually what men want women to do to them. I'm like, okay. He got, he got, cause of, he said that in, in just chat, he got, he got us, <laughs> Lupo got suspended. And because of that, <laughs> and when he tweeted about that, oh, he, he promised they wouldn't do <coughs> that ever again. <laughs> After that, I guess he got him suspended for like an hour. Heck, uh, Ninja's wife, Jess, she did the same thing, but I guess she didn't get in trouble for it. I don't think Twitch should do that, especially because, as you know, there were, even though. Lupo and Jess were being silly because of it, but I don't know. So weird. <laughs> Plus, if they did try to suspend uh, Ninja's wife on stream on Ninja's stream like that, 
you know, they're going to jump onto another platform. I mean, sure, really. Probably on YouTube for Ninja. <laughs> so, anyway, um, I want to tell you guys about something. Um, before I go over with NCIS last night and F and all of the FBI shows as well, I'm just letting you guys know I've been hoarse the last couple of days. I don't know what's going on. I've been sick over a week. My, I don't know why my mother keeps saying it's two weeks, but it's been only been, and I haven't reached two weeks because it's crazy. Anyway, um, I'm hoping I'm fine about this, but I don't know what is causing me to be feeling so sick. And if you guys are wondering if I could have, if I have the coof, I don't think so. I mean, because the reason why is I could still smell, I could still taste, a, despite there was some issues, like, my tongue had a pimple, but I could still taste the food, but also at the same time, I could taste the, touch the, the tongue. I know people, I know some medical people say, that's not a, that's not a pimple, I'm like, it's, to me, it feels like it is. Okay, it's more like a, a sore because it's actually because I had too, and I think I know why, it's because I had too much sauce, spicy sauce that I had to use to deal with my <coughs> cold. So apparently that's what's, apparently that drove me nuts, but it's really had been gone. It's just, I've been dealing with just coughing so hard. I I think I may have bronchitis. I'm not sure. Or uh, of course the do of course I'm in a tele uh I don't know why I'm saying this. I have a teleconference call on my phone with the doctor. And I'm already having anxiety about this. I know what you guys are gonna say I'll be fine, but it's not really fine. It's just I don't know what to expect. I mean, the the doctor that I was set up for is a guy. Hey, and I'm just worried hey, it might be an old guy who don't know what to do. Oh. And the reason why this was set up because I, I guess because the people who at the doctor's office decided to uh, run away, have vacation time. Like, seriously, why now? Why couldn't you wait until... Why now? Why are you doing this? I mean, it's, you, it, it's just horrible. And I'm already freaked out that I have to... Now have to talk to somebody who don't know much... much. I guess I asked for this because, after all, I did not want to go to a doctor who would say, who would say, oh, the reason why you're sick is because you're fat, you stupid girl. <laughs> of course, of course everybody will say, oh no, the doctor can't not say that. that. <laughs> okay, maybe because I said this because I'm just, upset about 
going to the doctor's office and I've had anxiety attack. <laughs> they used something that I saw on Twitter where a pathetic comedian, I don't know if this is entirely what she said was true or not, but comedian says that she gone to a doctor's office. She lives in the UK and she's, Complains about being sick, sick, like she has an earache or something like that. That the doctors say, Oh, because you're fat. Like, literally, she's sick, claiming that. She's like, I don't know who she was. I ended up blocking them because. I feel like, yeah, that's not true. <sighs> it was just so weird. I'm sorry, but I just had some kind of... <coughs> some kind of anxiety attack because of this. And that's why I'm scared. I mean, I haven't been making YouTube videos because of me being sick. I was dealing with so much stress, scared, being scared, anxiety, whatnot, and I don't know. I just don't know. <coughs> <coughs> I'm supposed to be listening to what my mother's saying and, you know, whatnot, but I don't know. I'm already freaked out. And I wish you guys to say, you'll be fine, Lindsay. How can I be fine? I'm scared. So, yeah. Okay, at least I, um, right now I took something to calm down my call for a little bit. Hopefully I'll be fine or not. But let's talk about NCIS last, well, last night, actually the night before, I should say. NCIS Hawaii, and then I'll try my best to fill in the FBI show. So let's talk about NCIS. So what happened on Monday night's episode? Well, it's the almost, it's the second to the last one, because the last one is the season finale of NCIS, which I will try my best to detail the sneak preview for it. So, what happened on NCIS? Well, apparently, the the show started off at um some Navy guy who was at the car wash and had a van, and he was gonna and the guy who was who was I guess in charge for the um car wash was one of the guys to see the Navy guy wants um an upgrade package. He says no. He just wants the just the sh just the uh original package, but despite this guy was a complete pushover, he, he understood. Anyway, throughout the whole entire car wash, something bad happened. Next thing you know, he's already end up being dead. 
and Kolrash guy couldn't believe it. So he was, so that's when Parker and his team were called in, and apparently, like, there's a lot of things that happen. So it started, it started to unravel. Apparently, the guy ended up with had a van full of slot machines. I wonder know why. And then, because of that, next thing you know, Palmer tells Parker and the team that he has to go tra- t- go to a transplant because ever since his late wife, Brianna, uh, and him decided to sign up for it, they would go and do it. So I guess this is Palmer's first time since Brianna had just passed away. And due to her, was struggling with the coof. Anyway, it turns out, so apparently, Palmer needs help, I guess. So, so apparently, uh, Jessica Knight offers, offers up to help her. Offer herself to help him. Sorry. So, anyway. So, this, <coughs> despite Nick was about to say something stupid, and Jessica thought, Nick wanted to do it, but he said, no, you go. So apparently, uh, the, now the important thing in the episode I couldn't believe is the transplant. That was definitely connected to the case. And the reason why is, um, the transplant was for the woman named Anna, who is in fact, is a whistleblower, right? Because her crazy boss was actually stealing money from the government by using slot machines and putting it on the Navy. <laughs> so, that's what happened. And But, it was Palmer and Knight were trying to bring... <coughs> A liver transplant to her. Er. However, unbeknownst to Knight and Palmer, <laughs> the crazy boss had hired some hitmen and gone after the two of them. And apparently, the the guy, the doctor guy, at the hospital, who was came to the who went with Palmer. A night to transport the liver. Well, he was the one who ratted. He's the one who leaked everything out. Yeah, after he was getting paid for it. <sighs> so, apparently, he anyway he got he's dead. Palmer and Nate are on the run, and until. Just confronted when confronted one uh hitman, and apparently, during the struggling of the gun, gun goes off and shot Jimmy on <laughs> Jimmy on the nearly almost on the side of his on his he says thigh, but I think it was t- probably towards the hip, but almost towards the maybe the thigh, and actually hitting towards the buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> in other words, 
Oh, my room's got shot in the in the butt. <laughs> Jeez, I always laugh about um, those who get shot in the butt. <laughs> it's okay, Palmer. If you need any advice about being shot, you can ask. Uh, you can ask Fornell. <laughs> cause, cause he got shot in the butt, but that was because of Gibbs. <laughs> Actually, you could also ask McGee as well, cause. He too got shot by Gibbs as well. <laughs> and that's I think it was the same place as Palmer got hit. I was like, jeez. <laughs> so anyway, both Jim so anyway, just found out after after clocking the guy out, um, just had to make sure for just make sure Jimmy's okay by putting pressure on the wound. And the two of them had to quickly flee because there were more guys coming after them. And sure enough, they end up finding at the cabin. Meanwhile, Parker, or McGee and Torres and Dr. Mallard we're trying to figure out what the heck was going on. Oh, and Casey somewhat has a gambling addiction <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Cause, especially because what, what happened was she was trying to see if she could win some money. Despite that, it, she couldn't because they're all rigged out. So, because of this whole entire situation, and putting everything together, finding out that the liver was for the whistleblower, because she was being protected, not two months. So, she's been hospitalized for it. <laughs> so... Because of what happened, and when Parker and everybody else figured out what was going on, and finding out that Palmer and Nate were um, on the run from these bad guys, soon enough, Parker and Nick came to the rescue. Ew. And this, even though despite what happened was when Palmer, because he wanted to go back for Jessica because he, he really deeply cares for her. Because he doesn't want her to be hurt. Despite she said she would be fine because after all, the woman has done a lot of things in her career as an NCIS agent. And so, anyway, it turns out that... Uh, <sighs> Before they were saved, it turns out the bad guy shot the lever. Palmer told the truth when he explained that was the that was a deer lever, and the real one is back at the cabin where they were safe, hiding out out in the in an ice box, and they needed to head to the hospital, which they did, and they got to the transplant. And as for Palmer, it was okay. They probably checked him out and thinking this th that what Jessica did was getting the bullet out of him and stitching him up was fine enough. <laughs> so, 
So surgery went success. Anna now can go ahead and testify against her boss. Boss is going to go to jail for not only trying to have a hit on on trying to prevent and the whistleblower being um, getting a trans liver transplant, but also the template of two federal employees, one of them being a federal agent, the other one and is the chief medical examiner. Although I I really want to say something really funny because when I was went to watch it again the second time with my mother because she didn't see it because she had to go pick up my dang brother. <laughs> I just realized that McGee says to this DOJ a official saying we have two agents. I'm like, no, you don't. You have one chief. Sorry, you have one agent and one chief medical examiner. <laughs> I'm like, so in other words, I was thinking, okay, so when did so when did Palmer became an NCS agent? I'm sorry, isn't he supposed to be chief medical examiner? Because after all, all since you guys put uh Dr. Mallard to um NCS historian. <laughs> I'm like, jeez. Oh, and another funny thing is <laughs> Parker had zero idea much about Dr. Mallard, even though I think Aunt Palmer should told him what Mal- what Ducky does. But it was really nice for him to do an autopsy for Palmer while he was he and Jessica were trying to save, trying to run for their lives, and also protecting a liver for a for the for the whistleblower. I was like. Sheesh. <laughs> it was crazy, but in the end, and, um, you know, I I think there was good, and despite of what, I guess, something, I guess what happened despite in the beginning was Palmer wanted to get Jessica's attention because the two of them kind of had fun at the wedding, despite she was being such a complete weirdo and trying not to ha- tell her coat. Well, cause, cause they'll think it. Oh, I can't believe she's such a. I can't believe what she's doing. Blah blah blah. I mean, it. I swear, if Nick Torres make fun of her, I will be so angry. You'll see in me in the tweets. I'll be like, Nick, you jerk. <laughs> anyway, hey. <laughs> but I, I feel like I really, I will say this that. I'm, I don't know, probably, but it's going to continue on probably next season. I would love to see a some kind of, of beyond being friends and and uh, for Palmer and for uh, Knights. Because, after all, I mean, the two of them really were looking out for each other. And actually, it's the funniest thing, because what happened was, right before... Um, Right before Monday's episode of NCIS, because I nearly laughed my butt off. Uh, almost nearly laughed my butt off. But what happened was, um, what happened was uh, Saturday night, on uh, Saturday night, uh, CBS used to tweet something that I was like, couldn't believe what happened. Anyway, um,. Let me see if I can find it, because I'm scrolling through my tweets. Of course, I was, like, shook. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. What happened was CBS tweeted, name more of an iconic duel than Maverick and Goose. Whoa, Goose from Top Gun. We'll wait. <laughs> Even though I should say, how about, how about Gibson for Nell? Oh, because of the, but I decided to tweet it. Jessica Knight and probably Jimmy Palmer are coming up on Monday's episode of NCIS. <laughs> <laughs> So, I guess that's probably what's going to happen. I would love to see that happening. And, and I know it's like, oh, please don't tell me like this in real life. Like, no, you guys. I mean, after all, uh, Karchina Law and Brian Dietzen, who, paid, who play respectfully as uh, Jessica Knight and Jimmy Palmer, are in fact married in real life with their spouses. I think Karchina's husband is a photographer and I don't know what Deetson's wife does but I know she's very much supportive for him and, you know and I'm saying this in a nice way and I'm sh and as I'm pretty sure they have kids as well oh so I mean this is like like the and I'm pretty sure they're good friends in real life but I would definitely love to see this because I think I think there's a way, and even though I'm just gonna say this, this should be like really giving like Palmer a second chance to find another love since since Brina's death. death. So I would love to see that happen. And the only person who pro probably will hear about this besides besides probably Parker and. Probably Parker, Mickey, and Nick, and probably Casey, even Dr. Mallard. I'm sure there's going to be a few others, like Ziva, Tony. <laughs> of course, I, I can't wait to him still call him the autopsy gremlin. <laughs> and of course, Gibbs. And the reason why I'm saying this, I think because what happened was, even though there was weird stuff going on, I mean, especially for Palmer, I really want to see him have another love, because another lover in it. And if it has to be Jessica Knight, so be it. And the reason why is because um, Palmer needs to, you know, I mean, probably need another love be of besides his own daughter. If you guys don't know, um, I know... So, I mean, ever since finding out what happened to Brianna, I mean, she was shown, what, in one, two episodes? It's probably at least three. And that was about it, I think. And that was, and it was not even fair. And now they decided, oh, well, actually, no, it's more than three. I think four, probably five episodes. I don't know, but I know there was the first time they met... Then, of course, they were meeting her, her father, and then, of course, there was the uh, Christmas nest, the planning of the wedding that ended up to be very weird to um, trying to have a, a baby to her having a baby a, a, that ends up being a girl, you know. 
And I'm, and, and the person I would, the one person I think who would be really happy for Palmer, besides, I would say at least McGee, would be Tony. I know that he, he was, he actually was there mostly until, until he found out he has a kid with Ziva. I mean, he was there, and he kind of made fun of Palmer a little bit, but until he got more mature, I'm pretty sure he's probably happy about what's going on with um how Palmer's doing and his daughter, Victoria, which, by the way, she's, like, almost ready to be a teenager. <laughs> One day, she may be his... She'll probably be around. She'll probably be around the same age as uh, <laughs> as uh, <laughs> uh, dang, I'm trying to think, Vance's daughter. But I'm surprised that I'm surprised that yes, his daughter's name is Kayla. I'm surprised Kayla is like wanted to be an NCS agent. I'm surprised she didn't follow like I don't know Sam Hannah's son did Aiden. <laughs> I mean, I know it's pretty crazy talking about NCS agents and their children, you know. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, but I think the reason why I'm saying this, maybe because it gives a chance for not only for Jessica to not feel alone, like she's acting like, like the weird aunt maybe she'll be a cool stepmom um i mean especially for victoria uh, i mean she's pr- already proud of what her father has done and when he worked his butt off to become ends up becoming the chief medical examiner and maybe having a stepmother as an ncs agent i think it would be worth it but then again it's up to NC- it's up to the ncs writers I don't know how they'll feel about it, but, you know, it's what it is. Anyway, let's jump into NCS Hawaii. So, apparently, it's a two-parter. Part one just happened. Apparently, it turns out there was a case that ends up, I don't know how to put this, but what happened was, um, Jane and her team are finding out there's something going on. And they're dealing with weird Russians and some kind of trade. Oh, and uh, Joe Millis is somehow involved in this mess. Apparently, he had a friend. Yeah, I think a friend who, um, how do I say this? He has a friend who is some reason ended up being held hostage in Russia. In Russian. In the Russian government. And they had to trade him up with some Russian guy. Which apparently. <laughs> I can't believe Vanessa tweeted this. The Russian guy that they had. Oh, he was an American. And then he almost, he almost kind of passed off as a Russian. Almost reminded me of Arkady Korchek. 
<laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, go watch NZI's Los Angeles, because, oi, bruh. Mm. Yeah, I mean, NCS Los Angeles has the one and only Arkady Kolchak, played by the wonderful, <laughs> the wonderful Vito Runnings, who has been playing him since the first season. Yeah, Vito Runnings. Plays Akiri Kolchak, a retired Russian opera who's friends with uh, Gorsa Kalin. And he's been there since the beginning of the series of since season one. He always helped Kalin as much as he could. And also, it's been revealed that Akiri has a daughter named Anna, Anna, Anna Kolchak. Which plays by the which is played by the wonderful and I will say that. Um Bar Which by the way um she was born in Russia but she's been living in Israel and also in the United States, so Yeah, it says here, according to a Wikipedia page, that she was born in Russia, uh, but her but she moved to her family immigrated to Israel when she was nine years old, and was raised in Tel Aviv. But some reason she also and somehow ended up in the United States. Mm. So. If I want to compare to that Russian character, to to the to Rakiri Kolchak and his daughter Anna, eh, he's he sounds like he's like he got sounds like Arkady, but don't come close to uh, Anna. <laughs> because I will go to war, or against anyone who. Thinking, oh, he's greater than Anna. No, nobody goes talk about my girl Anna, uh, or even Bar probably herself. Because <laughs> I've come, come with the family. <laughs> Excuse me. Anyway. There was a lot of con- confusion going on, but what happened was they were che- they dealing with a Russian couple. The funny thing is, the woman, his name is Anna, I'm like, yeah, you can't trust her. I'm like, if there's only one Anna that uh, NCS can trust us, it's Grisha's Anna. Grisha Kalin's Anna. Yeah, in other words, Kalin's Anna, Anna Kolachik. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> After all, Anna has been, <coughs> has a crazy history, <laughs> but 
she's the only woman man that makes Callan happy. <laughs> but anyway, where was I? Um so what happened was for uh what happened was it was crazy that they were trying to find out what this couple was doing, Anna and David, and it turns out that they were trying to go after this guy and pro- that Millis had and tried to, I don't know, hurt him. Said it didn't happen. So, anyway, Jane and Millis ended up going in the Thailand, which is actually being, wasn't much Thailand. It's actually, I think it was Thailand, they said. Or was it some other country? I can't remember. But it was filmed in Hawaii. Actually, thanks to Vanessa again, she shared a tidbit was the hotel that Jane and Joe were at was in fact um in a ho was actually some kind of hotel in Hawaii that was um that they were using um for the scenes. Of course, before the trade off happened, um let's just say Ooh, doggy. Joe and Jane. Ooh. They made out. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I guess Jane still needs somebody to love. After what his, uh, after what, sorry, after what her husband had gone through. So, yeah. <laughs> and of course, as for her kids, it's Alex, who still is recovering from an injury and when he got in baseball. And, uh, I guess, am I missing somebody? Dang it. <laughs> um. <sighs> Sorry, Alex and his sister, which I'm trying to remember the name. Um, Julie had, uh, you know, some fun time until Ernie came over, <laughs> brought them food and more of a night, more of a fun night. And actually he was keeping them in company. Of course, after the, of course, Ernie also hurt his back at the same time. I'm like, jeez. And he had to fight off the pain while he went to work. <laughs> of course, after solving the case in Hawaii, except for what happened and where Jane and Millis did, um, they all were celebrating at uh, the tenant household. <laughs> of course, when Jane went to call in checking our son, um, Jane was like, you're having a party? He's like, yeah, with a couple of feds. <laughs> like, uh, I was like, Jane realized, oh, it's my team. <laughs> yeah, they were having fun. And Jane told him to kick them out. I'm like, okay, Jane. <laughs> I mean, you got a bunch. You, I mean, your team's looking now for your kids, okay? Jeez. So, anyway... <laughs> And then suddenly the trade-off happened, and then next thing you know, uh, 
something bad to happen to Melissa's friend. Apparently, he started foaming in the mouth. Apparently, he got poisoned. And that was it. So, part two, which will be next week, will be the conclusion of what happened. And so, and by the way, yes, NCIS Hawaii got renewed for the second season. So, it's good. And NCIS has been renewed for the 20th season. And, and of course, even though I haven't been ca- lately keeping up with NCIS Los Angeles, but it's been renewed for the, I think, the 14th season. So that's kind of good. You know? <laughs> Especially what's going on with everybody. I mean, Kenzie and Deeks have gone through with an adoption when they met two teenager girls and they're definitely going to try their best to adopt them. Sam's dealing with his father. And, uh, I don't know what's going on with Colin, really. (laughs) And, of course, as for Roundtree and and Fatima, they're, you know, getting, they're trying to understand about what's going on with each other, so, you know, it's kind of crazy. I mean, things have changed since, uh, since, uh, both, um, <laughs> Beale and, uh, Nell had moved on. Oh, and the funniest thing is, <laughs> there was a mention of sweet Eric Beale. He left money for actually the, almost the whole entire NCI's as Los Angeles office, almost. He left money for Callan, Sam, Kenzie, Z, Marty, Fatima, and Ranchi, and maybe even left money for uh, Eddie. Um, ten thousand dollars. And the funny thing is, when D said that, he, and I think I mentioned in the review that D said it, that uh, what Beale did is like, oh, it's like what Gibbs doing. Yeah, the difference between get what Gibbs doing, what Beale's doing, is because Beale's looking out for the whole entire team, while Gibbs is trying to help out um, NCS agents who are, are have families, which I'll be damn, <laughs> I'll be dang if uh, if. Uh, Gibbs helped out uh, Mr. and Mrs. Deeks <laughs> make sure that the girls that they're adopting and have money already need for them to go to go to um, community college that goes through. I'm just saying that. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised Marty knew that. At him. I'm like, how the heck did he heard about that, number one? And number two, I'm surprised he knew about it. (laughs) Even though he's more in shock because what Beale has done for him, Kenzie, that we're going towards the, uh, I guess, through their home. Which is a nice gesture for what Beale did. I will, of course, I'm pretty sure he'll probably give in a little more once the girls get adopted. Probably he'll oust the Gibbs. 
I'm like, okay, time I'm about to watch this. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah. All right, so let's talk about FBI. F- uh, actually, I don't know if I should talk about FBI because I try to focus on that, but I got a little distracted. But I'll go with FBI International and FBI Most Wanted because they were more, some reason, were being more fun than before. So anyway, it turns out on FBI International, apparently Forrester uh, had been, what happened was, uh, there was a kid named Thomas Watt. Watts, who was a kid and was claims that he's an adult, um, was hanging out, I guess, with friends, and then suddenly, I don't know, he was hooking up with a girl or something, and they did drugs, and the next thing you know, um, he was foaming in the mouth. So, um, yeah, apparently he did drugs, and the next thing you know, he, uh, his parents found him. And the one of them, and apparently both of them found him, and he was foaming in the mouth, and he was regurgitating. And it was bad enough he was actually on the brink of death. When, and then, of course, all of a sudden, um, anyway, everything's been reeling around from what's going on with, uh, with, uh, Christine Yeager, who's been, uh, who was finally being was barely being fired for no apparent reason because of the guy who came and ended up firing her. Uh, he had some kind of bully his way to um, harm harm Jaeger for no reason, uh, and because Jaeger, I don't know what Jaeger did wrong. Um, so. Because of that, she was talking to Kellett when apparently uh, both Kellett and Jaeger know the U.S. as ambassadors to two countries wanted to talk to Forrester, who tells Forrester that they're, they have to go investigate the situation because it turns out uh, they, he was ordered to do so uh, by his, by the, by them. His def- his boss, who is the FBI director, who don't know who he is. Oh, and of course, the president of the United States. I'm like, really? I mean, as in, if we're talking about currently, you mean Biden? <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> so apparently. Yeah, <laughs> so Forrester had no choice. He was called it. He had to do it for the president of the United States, according to two U.S. ambassadors. So apparently, he and his team went to go finding out what happened. Turns out that there was drugs involved, and then all of a sudden, there's this uh, some other team, and everything was now starting to looking so weird and not making any sense. And so Forrester and his team were trying to find out what the heck is going on. And it turns out that despite of trying to find out what happened to him, to this kid, and and despite of what was going on, oh, and apparently not only because he, not only because they discovered that he had a secret hot, 
secret home that actually was where he was hiding it because he didn't want his parents to know that he was actually a, a renowned artist and under a pseudonym name. Even though I had a hard time tweeting that because I don't know how to spell pseudonym. Okay, so bite me. Anyway, so apparently everything was starting to reveal something about this kid. And it had to deal with that team that was brought in. Another team. Some kind of hired men and that was supposed to protect the kid. But it turns out they let him die. And the reason why is one of them was awful. Because apparently, Forrester was trying to figure out how the heck did they know? Oh, and apparently they figured out, Forrester and his team figured out how it happened. Because apparently there were videos proving the guy ended up finding out about what was going on with Thomas. Because the parents had already had them already brought in. And, and, and apparently one of them let him. And to deal with the drugs. Which, by the way, if you guys didn't know, that dr sometimes drugs can be cut with other kinds of drugs, I guess to say. And they could end up bad. And end up could hurt you badly in the long run. Or worse. Which, that would happen to the kid. So, apparently, everything got, everything started to reveal the truth. Apparently, the guy who was leading these group of men wasn't was already caught. Forrester ends up arresting the guy. And the parents learned the truth and and also found out that what their son did. And it couldn't believe. And on top of that, Forrester talks to one of the U.S. ambassadors who was actually was about to had. She was about to had uh, Forrester and it seemed to be removed because of what happened despite of a crazy situation and she didn't realize what was going on but she even though she was trying to do her job anyway uh she was thanking Forrester what he did and by solving the case and then he had then he had her to do a big favor if or if she knows anybody in any in the higher ups of uh the Europol which apparently, it turns out the guy who tried to get rid of of Jaeger, he got his butt tossed out, <laughs> uh, and ended up restoring Jaeger, because eh. after all, Jaeger is part of this this team, as anybody is. <laughs> of course, when he was leaving, he said, "How how could you do this? How could you how?" You have this bull. Like, she's like, get riddance. Bye. <laughs> like, Jaeger did not do anything. That was all Scott Forrester because you messed around with Forrester. There's team. <laughs> By trying to axe. That's the only member who he trusts. That's, that's in the whole entire Europol situation. After all, Jaeger done a lot of things what those idiots couldn't do. <laughs> I'm just saying that because that's how the <coughs> <coughs> excuse me, that's how the show's been showing off. Anyway, 
So then, of course, let's talk about FBI Most Wanted before I try to figure out how to talk about FBI. Anyway, in FBI Most Wanted, it started off with, well, it started off with a uh, nice yoga session. And, of course, uh, Dad and his daughter were like, weren't, or like, Dad wants his daughter to go to school. It's like, go to school, you know, like, come on. Like, no, Dad, I don't want to go. Anyway, it turns out the yoga class is being taken outside, and the the daughter was actually watching her mother. They're doing le- learning how to do yoga by her friend, you know, named Cassandra. Well, it turns out, you know, despite that the father and daughter kind of left and I guess gotten her to school, try to get her to school. Anyway, Cassandra. Well, the yoga teacher was telling her friend that, oh, I need money because I'm trying to open up a... <coughs> yoga studio. But she said she was going to offer money. So she did. She gave her 25000 However, later on that night, H. Cassandra gets a visit from her friend and her husband, who's very angry about what his wife did, and he wants the money back. And then, turns out, he done, he dig dirt on Cassandra. And, and his, and the wife couldn't believe what her husband did. Like, bruh, how could you? Bruh, that's not cool, man. Like, why would you dig dirt? Because he said, oh, because I hate her. Like, dude, so what? Like, how could you hate somebody you don't know much? But he did, he dug dirt on her, and he he said he wants the money back. She gave him the check back, but <coughs> actually she written another check. But before she was about, before they were about to leave because how rude he was, he ended up killing her. No, she kills him, and then, not really he, she kills him, and then he kills her friend. I mean, she gives her money, now because of what happened, now the daughter's all by herself. Well, unless, until she had an aunt come and take care of her. But what happened was, (laughs) the poor girl's all by herself anyway. And of course... And brings out to Ortiz, who's playing rugby with Hannah's half-brother, who kind of we- told a weaseling lie about he owe- about somebody owes money to him, when in fact he owes the money to the, o- the, per- for- to the other guy. <coughs> Which Ortiz couldn't believe. But anyway, then he had to go to work, because er- he was called in. And then at work, Eric... Hannah, Ortiz, Kristen, or listen to Remy, who's telling the, the situation, what's going on with, on this case. So apparently they talked to the, the now daughter who lost both her parents. They talked to the friends and they're trying to figure out what the situation with Cassandra. Turns out, oh, Cassandra's not her real name. And not that way, she's a con artist. I'm like, uh oh. Of course, she also took, but one of the ladies were friends with the daughter's there's um parents turns out <coughs> <coughs> turns out 
one of their one of them their mothers is with the crazy woman and she's on the run and of course she's switching out cars and stuff and it and it gets a little crazy and tours it goes from all the way to New York to Rhode Island and it turns out there's a reason and it also surrounds with uh I guess a guy named Adam Gates who was a headmaster. Anyway, so where was it? Oh, yeah. So it turns out that uh, the woman that is named Cassandra, who also took the name of Jenny, is actually her real name is Delia. And uh, here's more shocking to that. What happened was it turns out that Delia had a terrible secret. It, and also, oh, oh the sec- and also the sister was also been lied to. Apparently she clears out that Delia has a sister named Rose. Anyway, <coughs> it turns out that Delia was in fact a victim of of uh of abuse. A, you know, the kind of abuse, you know, I'm not going to specifically say, because due to the fact of, um, of the, um, due to the fact of the headmaster named Adam, who decided to do Delia, the only person who knew the truth was Jenny. So apparently a lot of things were starting to end, ended up acting, ended up adding up, and also got really weird. So, the reason what happened was, Delia was a victim of, of, some, a form of uh, abuse because of her, because of the, of the school's headmaster. And the reason why is because, oh, she is so beautiful, and because she was young, and she was underage. Anyway, because of that, um, she was supposed to get money from this because, after all, she was going to tell the school what to tell everybody what she or what the what the school did. But apparently, they they try to hush this out. But she was supposed to get money from this. But turns out the mother, her mother, took the money. But however, it got worse. Apparently, not only because of what happened with the money. She also straight up lied to uh, Delia's sister Rose, saying it was inheritance money from their late father. But instead, it was the money that she was was supposed to go to Delia because of what she had gone through because of it. But apparently, the apparently her her swindling mother kind of left her daughter. Her and lied to her other daughter, and on top of that, the man she married to, she didn't tell him either. <coughs> she didn't tell him the truth either, and because of that, Delia learned everything. And it turns out her mother was nothing, more, and apparently her mother was more than responsible. Because she was a money hunger woman, and but she swindled her own daughters for this. 
And on top of that, the guy she ended up marrying? Oh, he's a complete sap. Sap. Moron. Who did not know. <coughs> Especially when he... When uh, Remy told the guy... is like... Like about Rose is his sister, and straight away the guy said, Rose doesn't have a sister. I'm like, your wife is a complete idiot, you dumb dumb. Um, sh she had another, she had a, two daughters. Delia was the oldest, but she left her high and dry. He's thinking, uh, you know, after what happened. So apparently the whole entire truth came together. What happened was, when they were teenagers, Delia was was set up to be abused by this by her headmaster, and I guess was supposed to get paid out by her by her mother. Her mother left her high and dry. Anyway, Delia was scared for her life. If when Adam said, "You don't tell anybody," she only told Jenny. Jenny ends up being dead because of her, their headmaster. Her, both both mothers were being paid to keep silent for it. Despite that like, Jenny's mother is a complete an idiot and so and but Delia and Rose's mother are also idiots. Leaving both nearly leaving one daughter her high and dry and had her spiraling out of control, and then then leave the other daughter somewhere else, and then marriage to some guy and to move into some kind of house. And that's what happened <laughs> when Delia had to find her her sister and her mother. She knew the whole entire truth, and because of that, Delia. <laughs> Delia was ready to you know, hurt her mother or in front of her sister, but thankfully Remy came. Remy and the FBI team came, and they convinced her to not do it. And despite of what happened, he shut it up, shooting her in the eye. And then, <laughs> pretty funny. I was like, "Yay, Remy!" <laughs> Of course, after all, Delia ended up getting to ended up blooding to the implants and probably going to get her hand checked out and see if it's fully damaged or not. Because what happened was Remy shot the gun out of her hand. Probably kind of hurt it a little bit, but pretty sure she's fine. And of course, as Delia was being loaded up into the ambulance, uh, Rose, Rose and Delia's mother was trying to, like, oh, come on. <laughs> like, she was trying to get her away from, uh, like, from Delia. But Rose says, nah, you know, like, after what you did, you liar, get away from me. Of course, Remy felt sorry for this, for the sister. <coughs> <coughs> And as for, um, of course, I mean, after all, what happened to them, I mean, it was very heartbroken. <laughs> of course, after all, <laughs> um, 
after that, uh, Ortiz ended up confronting Hannah's half brother and saying, "You're not gonna be doing. You're not gonna be dealing drugs. You're gonna be working. You're gonna be working at this gym because I have a friend. You're gonna be doing what he says for seventeen dollars an hour." I'm like, "Oh, cool, good. At least he'll pay off the money, and and also end up having more money in the end." And. So, <laughs> I mean, it was really kind of good. <laughs> it was kind of crazy to see that happen. But, I mean, for... <coughs> I mean, for Remy, did what he could do was really crazy. I mean, after all, <laughs> I mean, after all, what Remy did, I mean, he's, I mean, I know he means well, like, I mean, at least he tried to, he kind of shot the gun off of Delia's hand. I'm like, okay, Remy, that's kind of crazy, but really? <laughs> But, you know, anyway, but for, but I'm sure that it'll be good. <coughs> anyway, the season finales are going to get crazy. Um, I knew I forgot to talk about the uh, season finale for NCIS, which I'll probably make it a quick one. The sweet preview for NCIS season finale is going to get crazy because it has to deal with some kind of weird case. Somehow involves Parker's wife, a Parker's, sorry, Parker's ex-wife, and Parker's being a suspect. And, and, oh boy, there's going to be a lot of trust issues. Um, But yeah, and of course I did talk about that part two of NCIS Hawaii is going to go down. Um, you know, now, I don't know what to deal with FBI most want, I mean, FBI International, I think this is another case, but I think FBI Most Wanted is going to end it off with some kind of bang, hopefully, because <laughs> apparently Isabel's showing up and talk to the team. <laughs> and I guess it's probably one case that one another case gone down. Anyway, and even uh, quickly, if I could think about what happened on the FBI, I think it, it was some kind of murder, and then had to deal with trying to get a guy that Nina and Tiffany end up working for some reason. I don't know why. Anyway, of course, then there's the season finale. I don't know what will happen, but. Anyway, because of that, all three FBI shows are being renewed for two more seasons, which is pretty cool. Uh, I mean, I can't wait to see that happen. I mean, because after all, um, FBI is renewed for se up to season six. Uh, FBI Most Wanted will be renewed up to season five, and FBI International will be up to renewed until up till season three. It's really kind of cool, I mean, to see that happen. Anyway, 
Now, tomorrow, oh, of course, tonight, because since it's already Wednesday, I'm going to try my best to talk about the one Chicago shows, because apparently the... I think mostly I'm focused on the Chicago Fire, maybe Chicago Beauty, but I'm not about what Chicago Med, really. And I think the reason what's going on for Chicago Fire is that on the season finale of Chicago Fire, um, Kelly and Stella are, are dealing with the turmoil, and apparently they're citing some kind of, uh, prenup that something will go wrong if either Kelly or Stella ended up cheating, which apparently my mother couldn't believe that. I mean, because how, cause how much they couldn't much tr- trust each other. I was tr- We're trying to figure out who, who set it up. Either it was Kelly, or is it Stella, or it could be somebody else. Which I think it might be Kelly's mother, Jennifer. And I think because she wants to, for the sake of both of her son and Stella, because I think maybe it's because mostly for her son, because she's probably kind of concerned of worrying that he might fall the same pattern as Benny and end up leaving Stella for somebody else. And I don't think that's what has been lately. I mean, he slept with a lot. He almost nearly slept with half of Chicago. Oh, but I think there's only one woman who he loves the most, who has been with him through thick and thin, and that's Stella. So, and Stella, she knows. Even though... If they would date somebody else, they know it's not worth it. <laughs> I mean, especially for Stella, who's, I don't know, tried to give another marriage another chance because after what happened in her terrible relation, her terrible marriage with that awful guy, Grant, because he was, he's a, because she was doing drugs and yeah, some kind of mental issue going on. But on top of that, I guess also it's a possibility that uh, probably Grant even hurt her. So the only thing is the outcome to this. And then, of course, Chicago PD. Oh boy. It's gonna get crazy. And the reason why is um, a lot of things. Specifically, I guess it has to deal with um, what is going on with Hank Voigt. Apparently, if you guys didn't know, in the last several weeks on Chicago PD, Hank has a CI. Hey, hey, hey. It was also gone undercover for him. And apparently, it's now probably starting to fall apart on Hank. 
and to the rest of the intelligence unit. So the question is, is there going to be a rebound for this? Who knows? <laughs> and because, after all, because what happened with last week's on Chicago Go PD was really crazy because I think there's going to be something going on towards season 10 of Chicago PD that I would love to see. And one specifically is... Hopefully, for the sake of the whole entire your one Chicago fandom, is another wedding. I mean, we had one wedding thing that's uh, Jay and Haley getting married on the count of on the count of uh, them them both uh, worried about their uh, careers, but. Jay kept not only his career intact and Haley's, he kept Hank's career intact. And, um, but another wedding, I know what you guys will say, whose wedding's gonna be? Well, we're hoping that this will be fixed, hopefully, by the time, I don't know, the season 10 finale, because. Don't count on me on this, but I would hope to see, for the sake of this, Adam and Kim to get married. I mean, there's a lot of rumors talking about this, and, I mean, we all want to see that happen, but who knows? The only thing right now is the two of them are worried about what happened with Michaela since the whole entire kidnapping that has to do with her her crazy birth father and his dumb of a girlfriend who decides to continue to torment that uh Kim because she has no right to raise her man's baby when the fact is he abandoned her her, her and she has no right to say that so I mean, Kim has done a great job taking care of Michaela, especially because Michaela recognized Kim as her mother. I mean, after all, Kim and Adam did rescue her, her, her from dealing with this kind of dealing with the trauma of what happened with her uh, family. Even though more relatives are probably going to come out of the woodwork. But I'm just hoping for the sake of the show that mostly I would love to see more of the focus on on Adam and Kim. Especially even though right now uh, Kim is trying to find a new home for Michaela. And Adam decides to give Kim and Michaela his home childhood home since Adam found out that his ever since we found out that Adam's father Disco Bob moved out of Chicago and now living up in Florida (laughs) (coughs) so yeah so so Adam wants to give Kim 
the house because after all, Michaela also was. I guess, I guess Michaela likes it, and of course she did found some photos of uh, Adam as a kid. <laughs> I was like. Oh, and I think she called him a potato or something like that. Or, I don't know, it's probably something on Twitter. And it was really hilarious. Of course, when they made it to the, to the apartment, uh, you know, Adam and Michaela were making videos and the two of them were dancing silly. <laughs> of course, I love the Wolf Entertainment Twitter account for some reason. It was so funny because... What happened was, um, <laughs> they made a reference to the, uh, TikTok, uh, trend. What happened was, I guess, <coughs> <coughs> if you don't know, uh, it's on TikTok. What happened was, um, some guy, actually, let me explain. There's these two musicians who ties to, oh, what the heck is it? Auto-tune in a clip from a YouTube channel called uh, Chicken Shop Date. It's made by a, a British YouTuber who decides to interview mostly of men, probably even some women, I don't know much, at a, uh, place. <coughs> at a place. Um, probably known as the chicken shop. And actually, I had to look it up. Uh, the British YouTuber's name is Amelia, uh, Donald Denberg. <coughs> <laughs> whose YouTube channel interviewed mostly musicians, mostly men, some women. Well, actually, it's not just musicians, but some others as well. I, the reason why I know th about her is actually what happened was um, in a YouTube video that was, I believe, was posted on Jack Guy's YouTube channel and probably PewDiePie's when they were making a video together. Um, what happened was, Amelia's video was in the recommendation, and it's actually where she's interviewing, uh, KSI. Hey. Hey. <coughs> and I think it was, I don't know who, who's, uh, I don't good. I don't know who, I don't know who was watching it on their YouTube John, or it could have been Felix. But, I think it was in Sean's, because he was, because they were both making a YouTube video together, or, anyway, so, hmm, <coughs> <coughs> Damn it, I wish my mother did not use this stupid spray. I can smell it all the way here. It's making me, making my cough worse. Ugh, sorry. Anyway, um, so yeah. So that's, so what happened was, 
Amelia interviewed a guy who's actually some kind of show on how do I say this? She had he had a show on BBC. And he did some kind of weird rap and he tried to remember what it was. So the guy's name is Lewis Derrox. Anyway, because of the because of the rap that he did, somehow it made a way to this um onto this to two musicians who ended up uh um ended up uh making it into Autitude, and for some reason it became uh, a viral hit on TikTok. Anyway, the musicians and and also um, producers, his name uh, Duke and Jones made it, and apparently <laughs> this is because the guy became a viral sensation. They actually decided to make it as a music song and. Probably is now available on Spotify. So apparently, when I saw, when I saw what when Wolf Entertainment tweeted about what about what's going on with Adam and Kayla, I was like, oh my god, are you so lovely? <laughs> I was like, oh my god, that's funny. Some of the Adam and Kayla I'm like, oh so now they get to do <laughs> they get it too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. That Probably the one who's probably running the Twitter that day. I'm pretty sure I can spend my money on it. It might be just what fun time. Oh yeah. I'll be I'll be dang if it is him. <laughs> Believe me, it is really hilarious. Yes. And because of that it be and the funny thing is they also reach out to the guy as well and on top of that uh, BBC actually released the clip how that whole entire song originated it, it was on a show where he Lewis did it was a song with a bunch of rappers and I was like bruh <laughs> it was pretty hilarious so I would start to say yeah so that's what it happened <laughs> so Anyway, so what I'm looking forward probably for the next, because all three shows probably renewed for the new, I think mostly what I'm looking forward to towards Chicago PD for season 10 is at least one thing for sure is has to do with Adam, Kim, and if they're going to end up trying to go back to the way things were before everything blew up on them in the, what was it, the first or the second season. Or the third season, because it had to do with Sean Roman got involved. <coughs> or what? I mean, seriously. Um. Anyway, Chicago Fire, I don't know how things would be, but the one thing for sure is I think probably if the, if the episode go, ends off with the wedding, I'm hoping there's no disaster. Because, after all, there was some disasters. Well, actually, before and after. Actually, I can at least it happened twice. Mm, nice. 
And that was uh, in the season 2 finale and I believe the season 8 finale. Let me explain. In the season 2 finale, which is which is a wedding thing, the wedding of of uh, Wallace Bowden and Donna Robinson happened <coughs> <coughs> and ended up in the, it was part of the season finale, but it ended up with a cliffhanger when everybody had to be called uh to for the fire and despite Bowden was not supposed to uh be involved of because he was uh getting married and despite uh Peter Mills uh performed the wedding ceremony and he and daughter are finally married <laughs> <coughs> for the sake of themselves and the baby that Donna was carrying. Turns out uh, there was the the whole entire uh, firehouse was called in, and including the paramedics. And it turns out something went wrong. Oh, it turns out that uh, there was a huge explosion, and Peter and Leslie were the ones who got hurt the most. But it was Leslie who took it badly. Enough. It turns out. She ended up, what happened was, when they were trying to treat, um, treat somebody, she ended up getting hurt the bat very badly. Mad Dawson to stay alive. It was bad enough. And it turns out there was more than meets the eye after discovering that she was gone, that Somebody was actually did this intentionally. It was some kind of some kind of fire starter, and sure enough, they did get him in the end. Thanks to um, actually Antonio Dawson, he killed the guy, <laughs> and uh, Gabby stopped the fire happening to her. Anyway, in season eight, um, right before he and Chloe Allen were getting married, Joe Cruz and everybody at Firehouse Fifty One had to deal with a um deal with um a bunch of protesters who decided to lock Fifty One hostage because the fact was. That the the fire they come from another neighborhood where their firehouse was closed down, <coughs> and despite of craziness and and also one of the protesters who decided to lock him hooked himself between the uh, fire trucks got really got sick and had to be released and had to be some kind and had a fastonomy done on his arm. And the funny thing is <coughs> now and of course that happened and then of course he get he had to go he he had to get help and they had to take him to the hospital after the fashionity. However, the riot they uh, there was about to be a riot it 
it. But what happened was, because of this, Joe got his head hit from the truck from somebody who pushed him on there. And because of that, Joe Joe's ends up in the hospital. Oh, So Joe and the guy who was protesting both end up in Chicago med. And, and it turns out Joe got his head hurt. And it turns out mm, he'll be fine. Just a few stitches. He's ready to go to have the wedding. And that's where that guy who was in the, in the protesting, he, he ended up, uh, you know, on IVs and stuff. Which is the funniest thing I'll never forget because it revealed that the guy who protests that <laughs> is actually played by Guy Lockhart who ends up playing Dr. Dylan Scott on Chicago Med. I was like, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, because of what happened, Joe was worried about what Chloe would say. But sure enough, the wedding went down, and it was really good. So, anyway. So. <laughs> Chloe couldn't believe what happened to Joe. Joe was said he was sorry. The wedding anyway happened. And sure enough, Joe and Chloe got married. It was as simple as that. And actually... I, even though I find it funny, because usually, I don't know how to explain this, except for, well, except for Mouch, and, which apparently he got married to Trudy under a weird circumstance, because they both met at Bowdoin, and at the, at, uh, while well, was Bowdoin and Donna Robbins' um, wedding, thing. um, that's, that's something else, but I find it funny that both Wallace Bowden and Joe Cruz ends up meeting their wives through a, a situation that had to evolve with, with Firehouse 51. Because <laughs> what happened was, you guys don't know how Bowden met his wife, was because due to the fact that the apartment she was staying at um, was not, had, it had um, some heating issues. Which apparently Bowden got himself involved of and took care of it. it. Like a man that he is. And as for Cruz, the funny thing is how he met Chloe was actually he rescued her from this huge tower that took, that actually where Kelly ended up rescuing a, when a little boy, Stella got nearly almost lost her life. But Jay Hall Jay and Will Halstead's father ended up dying. That was crazy. <laughs> of course Gorsh was in, somehow into this mess on the behalf of <laughs> Carl Grissom. <laughs> uh anyway, so yeah, it's crazy. So, so yeah. <laughs> so that's how it happened. It, then, I mean, they both ended up liking each other much, and despite their, they always say, "Oh, that's a, a rescue crush." I mean, you, yeah, but 
I mean, Bowden and Cruz defy that badly. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I mean, so the season 10 finale Chicago Fire is going down, down soon. And it's gonna be, there's a lot of questions going on. Anyway, so yeah. And then tomorrow will be the Law and Order, all three Law and Order season finales. Including the Law and Order season finale that will involve Mariska Hargitay as her role as Captain Olivia Benson. Um, and on Law and Order SVU season finale has to deal with some kind of crazy situation with, um, with a case. And bad enough how it is that, um, oh, and yeah, and by the way, uh, Raul Esperanza is reprising his role as Rafael Barbara, where he is trying to make Olivia feel bad about what she has done, despite of what he did was ugly as heck when he ended up defending uh Richard Wheatley e. which Olivia was not happy about uh, Barbara is trying to tar- bad situation on Olivia because of what she had done she had done nothing really And of course, on Law and Order, Organized Crime, I guess the only thing that's going down is if they're going to get who's going down, either Frank Donnelly or Preston Webb, because somebody's going to end up, somebody's going to rat out Elliot Stabler, and I guess there's going to be some random guy tells Frank, probably it is his dad. <laughs> That uh, Elliot's alright is uh, playing him, something like that. So who knows? <sighs> so anyway, yeah, it's gonna get weird. I'll be probably tweeting along with everything. So hopefully you guys can understand. All right, all right. Well, that's it for now. Um, I will see you guys in soon. Um, Nick, I'm going to work on the next episode, so thank you all for listening. Bye for now.